When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply in the bag and this is wrestling inc on august 13 i'm justin labar here for wrestling inc in our post smackdown review alongside the owner proprietor mr raj geary raj how are you good man how are you very good two nights in a row i love it and of course the mayor mr matt morgan sir how are you i'm owner proprietor guess what of what of what your ass no, i'm joking <laughs> what's up everybody jazzed up tonight matt <laughs> made it uncomfortable <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, overall, Speaking of making it uncomfortable, have you guys seen the Corey Graves uh, Instagram? No, actually, I was glad I didn't. No, <laughs> he posted this uh, video of Biggie approaching him during the commercial break tonight, and was uh, talking about how he wants him in a sexual. Way. It's, a, it's, a, it's a very, very disturbing video, but it's pretty funny. It's worth checking out. Dude, did you see Biggie in the Skittles commercial? Dude, that he is so charismatic. Yeah, he's got. Yeah, he's definitely got a ton of charisma. And uh, we'll get to it, but I think the fans are starting to turn on Kofi. Yeah, mixed reaction. Yeah, mixed reaction tonight <laughs> there. Uh, Kofi in the New Day in the main event spot, which we'll get to. But let's uh, kick it off uh, the way that WWE kicked off SmackDown. Kevin Owens taking the ring in front of his uh, f- uh, his, his home country, uh, talking about his victory against Shane McMahon, uh, and ultimately saying how he really wants to be part of the King of, Ring- King of the Ring, and that would be uh, as important as any of the titles that he's won in WWE. Interrupted by Shane McMahon, back and forth there, tosses some footage, tosses some footage, tosses some footage. Ultimately, Shane McMahon saying he's fining Kevin Owens $100,000 for uh, attacking Elias, who was a special guest enforcer slash referee at SummerSlam. And uh, he teases that Kevin Owens has a match later on tonight. Uh, guys, you know, this was a lot to digest. And I found myself actually at one point in the segment yawning. I, I feel like they could have been a lot shorter, a lot quicker, a lot more concise to get to the point. As you with your weekend, I'm just joking. Um, yeah, yeah, that was too easy. To how can I? Would, how much more concise easy. can I get? Man? You that was, and definitely yeah. replying that was. Um, um, really quick though, what does that mean though? Like in his home country. So does that mean every time I wrestled in you know Maine or New Hampshire, I was in my home country? That's uh, that was Vince's point about Brett not wanting to job in Canada, right? He was like, he's not even from Montreal. But it's so. It's so fu- yes. I agree with that because it is a much bigger country than we give it credit for. We treat Canada like it's a freaking state sometimes. Do you know what I mean? Like if somebody's wrestling in Montreal, but they're from, you know, Calgary or Quebec or wherever or I'm somewhere just, else. I'm just pointing out that they, they play up the fact that Kevin Owens is from Canada. I know that they were in a different province. They I, know they were, I know that they're in Ontario there and he's go. from Quebec. I know this. I'm just pointing out they play up. But it's wrestling. It's not, it's not just you. It's wrestling in general. It's hilarious. Yeah. Um, but uh, this was – 
I don't know. It included Shane McMahon, so I didn't like. I don't like anything that includes Shane McMahon anymore. Yeah, as soon as Shane came out, I just groaned. I was like, man, I thought this was done at SummerSlam. They had the stip and everything. There's no reason for this to continue. <laughs> and uh, and Owen's promo, he was just losing me. Uh, you know, again, not being able to write for baby faces, where he's complaining about the fine. He should just be like, find me what you want. I'll, you know, I'm gonna keep terrorizing you. Um, but but yeah, you know, worth, Austin would never it. whine. <laughs> yeah, no, they'd be like, it's totally worth it. It's totally worth it. Austin used to like jeopardize his own job. Right. Like, weekly. He no, he would jeopardize his job and going to jail weekly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Gladly. Yeah. Austin wasn't complaining about a hundred thousand dollars. He would just go uh you know, rob a bank and dra- drag the bank <laughs> vault into the arena. Right. Guys, he threatened to pull a gun on Vince McMahon's entire episode. <laughs> right. <laughs> and yeah, he, he caused uh, Vince McMahon to pee his pants. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't care. He's like it's gotta be like that. Like that's not tough to write for. Yeah. Right? I mean yeah. is it? Yeah, I mean, it just seems it just seems obvious. You want Owens to look strong. He came, you know, he just had the big win last night. He's on a roll. Yeah. Uh, instead, they made made him look weak to Shane and then lose. Even though, granted, it was you know as fast a count as you, it can be, but it's just stifling that momentum that we always talk about. Here's the thing: you need to, for the stack to be de- for the deck to be stacked against you. You can't say the deck is stacked against me. All right, it, it's us. It's up to us fans to digest it. Again, I use Stone Cold. You know, being dragged out in handcuffs and wondering, well, Jesus, if, he, if he's in jail, he's not going to be at the pay for you tomorrow, is he? On my own, if he shows up, wow, the deck was really stacked against him. I don't need to be told that. Right. I saw it. Right? Yeah. It's more powerful because I, as the fan, on my own, drew that conclusion. I don't need Stone Cold coming down to the ring, hitting, shutting off his own music to get the microphone as he's walking down to the ring. Going, Boy, I tell you, having just a ham sandwich in jail last night really screwed up my diet. I don't know if I'm having enough cardio to, uh, carbs to be able to go and complete this match versus Kane tonight. You never heard that. Yeah, and people, you know, wondering why we're bringing up Austin so much because they're, this is clearly kind of a, a, is- a, a modern version on Austin McMahon. You know, it's except with Owens McMahon, it's a, uh, it's it's today's version, which isn't you near as good. Baby face, fine. The Rock, uh, Kane, who could hardly talk. When he would talk and he'd do the gimmick like this, he was not complaining about the deck being stacked against him. Yeah, absolutely. And you know who did? Uh, Brett, and that was how they turned him heel because he oh, was whining and playing. <laughs> I couldn't stand him for it. When like, Stone Cold would start calling him whining, again, Stone Cold, sorry, but he was the first one to call him out as a whiner. Right. Yeah, it worked. Kane was not complaining with the voice box. He was threatening to set himself on fire. <laughs> um, you know, what, what's, what, 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 what we're losing in all of this here is the fact that. Um, what we're losing all this is the fact that this is not over. So we have another Shane Kevin Owens match presumably on the horizon. Like, what else? Are the, uh, Hell in a Cell. Like, what else are they going to do? I, I don't know. The Shane gave up giving up the big spots, though, right? Every single time we see him, that's what we pay to see. If we pay to see him at all, was to pay to see that stuff. He better be doing a, a quadruple Indy flip off the top of the damn arena. That's all I'm paying to see, with, including Shane McMahon. Uh, maybe someone in the chat can help me. But when's the last time Shane lost uh, two pay-per-views in a row to someone? And that's that's the thing I'm a little worried about. Is why is he on two pay-per-views in a row? <laughs> Absolutely. But I could he I hasn't could see him two, getting the win over Owens well, he, here. He he probably hasn't done two consecutive in a row in a long time. Though. He did From he Matt. did he did with the Miz earlier this year. Two uh, consecutively? He yeah, he beat Miz at WrestleMania, oh, and then uh, the next month oh, he beat him again. God. Hmm. All right. God. Yeah. All right. Well, that, that's probably that. That probably was the first time he did consecutive two in a row. Uh, after that, he was always 
sprinkled as yeah you know, and then we're going back like at least over a decade yeah mean street posse days all right uh so we uh we leave we table it with the the fact that kevin owens is gonna have a match later on uh at this point we don't know who uh we move on to where we have charlotte flair going up against ember moon of course charlotte getting a big victory at SummerSlam. ember moon getting a loss uh pretty you know entertaining match between these two uh, I, you know, i've said before i love watching ember moon charlotte flair gets the win uh matt reaction to this one what did you guys think? I want to ask you because I love Charlotte winning. I think she's the best female, period, of all time. How about that first statement? Um, but that said, what about Amber Moon? They're supposed to be building her. She's supposed to be. Amber's getting the Andrade uh, of like six months treat six months ago treatment where they continue <laughs> they continue to feature her and put her against uh, valid opponents, but no victory. Now, obviously, Andrade Andrade See, things are turned around, but yeah, it's just like like I. I Give me, give me some kind of a finish where, where Ember. I mean, Ember just flat out tapped out. Catch, here's the catch. Vince and lots of other people say. It. I used to think they used to t- say it to us, so we'd be okay doing the job or losing or not being at a featured spot. And that was, you should always be, you know, happy that you have TV at all because it's your opportunity to make an infomercial about yourself during that time. Okay, my argument used to be like, okay, so cool. I'm gonna make an infomercial about what that I lose every time. <laughs> Sweet infomercial. Ain't nobody dialing that one eight hundred number. One nine hundred. Matt Morgan always loses. Ain't nobody dialing it. One nine hundred. It made no sense. Yeah, and you've seen her. I mean, week after week, like you, like you're saying, every week she's on TV and losing. She loses more, loses more and more steam. Uh, I think this was just their way to write her out of the the title uh, picture for now and uh, give Charlotte her win back because uh, Ember beat Charlotte a few weeks ago, which was the last time she won on TV. She's lost every time since. I was shocked at that. Yeah, so, I mean, they're beating Ember like a drum, um, but it's clear they don't have plans for her. Charlotte, obviously, uh, y- you know, you know, with uh, with Becky, that's, a na- I mean, not Becky, um, with Bailey, that's a, a natural feud to get to. I, it might be a little soon, but, um, you when know, Charlotte you is Charlotte. When you throw her up, okay, don't put Charlotte out there. Charlotte cut a promo backstage vignette. Something. She just got done beating what many consider the greatest of all time in Trish. Yeah. A lot of people do. I don't. Um, right? So why not use that opportunity for ring time to have Amber Moon wrestle one of the one of the other females on the roster and have her handily beat her? Yeah, and have Charlotte Flair just do a promo by herself, just cutting a promo on how she defeated who people consider the greatest of all time. It's a 30-second promo. One-minute yeah. tops. Yeah. Matt, since you're endorsing Charlotte so hard, Yes. Obviously, you have Sasha and Becky. That's that's going to be the one title feud now moving forward. Like, just <laughs> because Charlotte, in your words, is is so elite, is yeah. is, is one of the best. Does she constantly have to be? If, if she, does she have to constantly be involved in one of the title pictures? Because, <sighs> I mean, like right now, WWE and, until they give the women no. their yeah, because until they give them their own programming, like until they give them a, a women's only show weekly on the network. They're only going to really pretty much focus on two stories, and it's going to be for the titles. Here's a problem. Okay, so that's oh. why I'm hoping. That's why I like what the, the match. You know, you just said non-title. It had, it had nothing to do with Charlotte. It had nothing to do with the title, and it shows that the women's uh, division can handle non-title storylines that are important and that we're emotionally invested in. It shows more depth. This is what we've been asking for. Remember the intercontinental U.S. champion level level uh, of matches that we need to see in the women's division vision to have more segments with those women. I'm not just saying it like Glenn does. Glenn just wants as many female division matches as possible. He doesn't give us a reason why. I'm giving us a reason why. Um, Because we're emotionally invested, especially in these two. Yeah. You know, Becky and Sasha, shoot. I'd buy that, you know, 
five days, you know, six days a week, seven days a week. How about that? Yeah. And Justin, to your point about Charlotte Flair not needing to be in the main event, um, and, and she doesn't, but when she's not, the it, the title doesn't feel that important. I feel like the Ooh, SmackDown yeah. women's title has not felt important since Becky lost it. And Bailey just okay. is, is, is just not, it's just not doing it as champ. Okay. You're, that makes sense. The championship should be in the, you know, it should be a main event, but here's the deal. They're not always putting the girls, no matter who's the champion, in the main event situation on pay-per-views. So the championship needs to mean more right now because of what happened with Bailey with the title, unfortunately. Not because of her, because how they wrote for her. But I think they can still do that. They can walk at you come at the same time here. Raj, am I correct? And this is a really stupid question. I'll make it last of four. Uh, if we have Sasha and Becky on the one title... If Charlotte's the next person to challenge Bailey, that's that's the four horsemen, right? That's yeah. all four. Okay, yeah. So I, maybe that's you know, and I know we you know Triple H was asked on the most recent conference call about the whole hypothetical four horsemen of WWE versus four horsemen MMA. I mean, I, I wonder if they're strategically placing. I mean, they, they got them all now. The pieces are now in place then to get all four of them. Wait, I'm confused now. Why did you say Charlotte would have to be involved? She's on a different show. Well, because the four horsewomen of WWE slash NXT, I was making sure that it's Charlotte, Bailey, Sasha, Becky. So my point is, is that if Charlotte's next deal is Bailey for that title, if Charlotte's going to be involved still with the title, that's the four horsemen right there dominating the main roster titles. I was just, you know, and yeah, the, I, I, the topic was just brought up to Triple H at, a, at an interview last week. So this is the one thing we've we've talked about this on this podcast a lot. Internet fans talk about the four horsewomen versus four horsewomen. Uh, the rest of the fans don't could not name well, the MMA three ones. of them. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. I sure as hell don't. No yeah. one, yeah, no one really cares. Um, really, I, I mean, it's just, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can name them, but most they, most people can't. I mean, who's won the champion yeah. NXT? Baszler. Yeah, Baszler. Yeah, Shannon Baszler. Okay, so still. I can name two. My bad. <laughs> All right, and and you got Jessamine Duke and uh, Mar- uh, Marina Sh- Sharif, but damn, now I'm I'm thinking I might have said that wrong. But anyway. Um, yeah, outside of that, no one cares. And Ronda Rousey is gone having a family now, unless because I remember a lot of people asking about Ronda Rousey coming back at SummerSlam and interrupting, you know, interfering Becky's mm-hmm. match. It's like she is leaving to start a family now, unless she there's some scientific, I, you know. Did uh, you see that commercial she did though about missing wrestling? Yeah, yeah. I mean, she said that when she reti- not not retired but left. Were they that, in it? I think she'll be back. Come. Smacked on the fox. I think she'll be back sooner than we expect. She was at home in bed doing all these chores around the house and being bored to death. You guys see that commercial? And her husband's in it with her, Travis, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it's her, yeah, on her YouTube channel. Yeah. It's pretty funny. <laughs> well, I mean, her her thing from all accounts that I've heard that Rhonda talking about wanting to start a family and have kids is not uh, a storyline or just an excuse for her to take time off. That's legit. And as you know, we're all dads here. We know how much time you, you don't say, I want to have a baby and boom, it's done. Uh, it takes a lot, you know, it, oh it can God. take a, for it could take years. So, and I'm like, not the physical end, the mental end. That's a tough, that's, that's a big deal. Exactly. <laughs> the biggest deal. So, unless she's changed her mind on that front, uh, I mean, I could see her making a, a doing a promo or something like that, but coming back to wrestle or yeah. uh, starting an angle, I don't see it. Yeah. All right, we'll, we'll table the Rousey fertility talk, and uh, we'll get back to it. Uh, moving on, we go to uh, Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan. They come up the stage, cut a promo, uh, basically say that they were not involved. They they, they, they don't want to be accused of being involved as the people behind this Reigns attack, and that they will prove that they are innocent <laughs> later tonight. So a little, little law and order there. Uh, and then we go backstage to Shane McMahon. 
uh, he's interviewed, uh, and basically we find out that Samoa Joe is going to be uh, the opponent for Kevin Owens. Uh, you know, we talked a little bit about Joe yesterday. Raj, we'll get to Joe, I think, a little bit later. Um, he's obviously clearly back to being a heel. It seems like that was, what, just a one-night-only thing in Canada with his was, baby face? Yeah, it was just so Sami Zayn, apparently, yeah. according to the Observer, it was just so Sami Zayn didn't get a big pop. It was just stifle his pop. All right, so... Joe versus and, you know, and, and Joe versus Owens coming up later. They've never done this. This is actually you know in in the in the amount of programming we have in WWE, we've never seen this match on Raw or SmackDown. I know. They don't really they didn't really tout that at all, which was surprising. Whatever. I, I love I like this matchup for so many reasons. These are both guys that I know Vince like the back of my hand in this regard, and I know he looked at both of them at one point or another and said, "Are you kidding me? This is who we signed. They look like this." <laughs> You know, and and they've proven it wrong a thousand times over. You don't got to be a body guy to be a successful professional wrestler. And uh, Joe more than Kevin, in my opinion, as far as getting the most out of your uh, body and uh, being a killer in that damn ring and not looking like a muscle man, right? Um, and being believable. But uh, I've been waiting for these two forever to get in a ring. I really, I love this. Damn it. Why don't you look more like that Matt Morgan fellow? Yeah, I just verbatim. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I thought, again, I just thought Owens, the way he was booked tonight, you know, when he was in the backstage segment with Shane and through the chair, he's like, make it 105. First, he's so concerned about getting fined. That That's how he should have been the whole time, though, Raj. He should have just been like that. Not yeah. one minute he's concerned about getting fined. The next minute he's like, make it 105,000. Yeah. Shane never said how much the fine is. It could be another 100, 100 grand. And, and this is a great example of WWE creative at times because there's so many of them there now, North Dakota and South Dakota. What the hell does that mean, Matt? That means one doesn't know what the hell the other's doing. So I guarantee you there was a different writer for those two segments. I'll guarantee it. Yeah. And did and not then, have continuity. Yeah. And then again, I just feel like Owen should not be losing tonight. I feel like he's got some steam on him. He's, oh. he's got some steam as a baby face, even though it was a ridiculously fast count. Just – just that the thought of him losing yet it just seemed uh it just seemed too soon and i'm completely biased when it comes to joe i think he should win every single match he's in huh? i'm terrible when it comes to joe or aj so you guys should ask me my opinions on either of those two um because they're your friends that you always privately root for so it's hard for me to like it honestly is um so i was happy joe you know went over but i was like damn but they they're building ko like ko's supposed to be the man right now he's had a big win in the pay-per-view this is how you follow it up right you, I mean, you could, under. Yeah, and if you're you're having Owens win, you don't have to be, beat Joe because Joe is in this Roman Reigns storyline kind of, and I'm sure that's leading to a babyface turn uh, sooner than later. Get Joe out of the equation here. Exactly. Yeah, have him have him. Owens beat somebody. Uh, Elias's interference backfires. Owens gets the win. Do the old SummerSlam '88 where they you know slam his mat, you know hand to the mat for the three count. Um, you know, <laughs> you know, just do something like that. Uh, to keep Owen strong, keep his momentum going. Well, same as Ember Moon versus Charlotte. There's a match that just shouldn't have had to happen. It yeah. hurt the other party more than it helped the other um, that wins. So, so like that's my question. Why can't they just like how how don't they see that? We can't be like the, the know-it-all wrestling analysts here. Like everybody thinks and says these things. So, what is happening there? Nobody there is seeing it or caring enough. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you could have Ember beat like Mandy Rose or someone just not doing anything. Right? Yes. There's a lot of people you could beat or Charlotte Flair beating one of them. Fine. Yeah. yeah. 
All right, we'll move on, go to commercial, come back from commercial, and we get um, uh, Alistair Black back in his uh, setting once again. He talks about uh, everyone has a has to pay a debt, uh, talks about uh, waiting to see who's going to knock, knock, knock on his door again. Uh, Matt Morgan, was this North Dakota or South Dakota writing this? There's more riddle and rhyme here from Alistair Black. Yeah, you didn't get that? He was telling he wanted me to knock on his door. You didn't get that? No. <laughs> no? Um, I have no idea. I'm, I'm, no. I got nothing. Don't know what the hell that was. Raj, decipher the code. Uh, you know, I thought it was cool the first time he did it with the with the knocking, and the, it ended up being Cesaro, and and they led to that. I think it's getting a little old now. Um, it just I mean, uh, doesn't it, doesn't it scream so obvious that he keeps saying who's knocking on my door, and you have you have another creepy character in Bray Wyatt screaming, "Let me in." I don't know. I mean, is it just me? Is it just too obvious of a layup? I think Br- the Bray knocking on a door just the, the image. Well, it's, of that it's meta- well, it's meta- it's, it's metaphor. Yeah, no, it's, I know. A meta- it's a metaphor. I, I don't know. I just you I mean, don't want Bray that way. When he says it that way, Raj, it sounds completely obvious. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it can't be Bray. Yeah, I, I just don't think you want to beat either. Again, you know, Aleister Black's kind of new. His new character's kind of new. I don't think. I think the next guy, Bray 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 beats. Uh, it should be similar to Finn. You know, someone that can take the loss, but Bray gets a dominant win, and you just keep building Bray's character. I just think it's too soon to um, be feeding Aleister Black to anyone. Real quick, we had no follow-up with Bray Wyatt or The Fiend last night or tonight. Are you guys okay with that? Yeah, I kind of am. I'm okay with it. Let it, let it breathe, just ride that momentum from Sunday? Yeah, just let it... I don't know if, I, if this is something we need to see every week. I know he's had a win, so maybe there should be follow-up because of the win. I would say yes. If this was a normal athlete on the roster as a pro wrestler, we should have follow-up on their thoughts. What, what are their ambitions now with such a big triumphant win that propels them up the ladder to potential main event status, potential championship status role? We know that should be on their mind. He's not the normal wrestler. You're not going to get that interview out of him. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm, I'm cool with the mystique with him. Yeah, I kind of like it too. I, I, I hate bringing. I mean, I bring up all these '90s references all the time. But remember, when Hulk Hogan turned heel. He wasn't on Nitro at all the next night. All these people, you know, wanted that oh, follow up. <laughs> right, that. but this made you that much more excited for the next week. Well, true, and even more so. I mean, there's been a lot. Of, I mean, I've seen a lot of comparisons, and I mean, rightly or wrongly, of okay, like they've they've done the debut, they've done this lift off of this Fiend character as good as maybe they did Undertaker back in the day, and back in the day when Undertaker was a new character. That was in the days where you did not have, you know, the programming was so stretched out. You know, four pay-per-views a year, superstar tapings. And so that obviously, you know, prevented them from oversaturating the Undertaker character in the early 90s. So maybe to Matt's point, maybe to both of your points, that this is the right way to go about it. Like just, you know, live off live off the great uh, viewership they have Sunday night and the YouTube videos doing phenomenal of Bray Wyatt's team entrance. So just ride that for a few weeks. Yeah, I mean, I would experiment just having, when you are going to have Bray on TV, just having him, you know, with his red sweater, you know, that gimmick. And The Fiend is only on pay-per-view, at least for a while. See if that works, you know, see if that, because that seems to be the most interesting thing right now. I think that video has the most views of any of those SummerSlam videos. Yeah. I think by far. Yeah, And it'd be pretty cool if they can keep the Bray Wyatt, Mr. Rogers look of it. They can keep it all on pre-tape stuff. Never show them live, but let let that Bray Wyatt always be pre-taped. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, so now we get to about the halfway point of the show, and uh, I don't. I mean, maybe we can debate if we want. I don't know if there's any debate here of this being the match of the night: Roman Reigns versus Buddy Murphy. And obviously, the story behind this is is is, is Roman accusing Buddy Murphy of being uh, at the scene of the crime. And we get this match uh, after no 
just nothing but vignettes from the past week for SummerSlam. And then last night, we get this match, and, I mean, Roman selling his ass off. He's performing well. Buddy Murphy getting tremendous offense. Guys, did both of you believe? Because I did. There were several points where I thought, Buddy Murphy's going to get the win here. He's going to get upset, even if it's even if no. it's dirty. Even if it's dirty. No, no. All right. Well, no, not once. Not once. No. Not I'm even. Not even. Not, not even dirty. I'm not trying to be like a smartass either. Hell no. All right. Well, I mean, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm more gullible than Matt Morgan is. That is double R. He ain't doing the job to him ever. I, I did think it was Cedric and Drew the other night. I did think there were times where I'm like, oh man, are they going to have uh, Cedric win this? But I, I didn't think it was Buddy that just would because be you comparing Drew. To Roman in Vince's eyes. Right. Yeah, yeah. But this match reminded me, and I actually wanted to get your take on it, Matt, because you talked about with Drew and Cedric how it was a great match, but Cedric shouldn't necessarily be that competitive with Drew, who Drew should be a top guy. Did you think that with Buddy and Roman? Like, was Buddy too competitive um, against yeah. Roman? Here's the top difference. Guy? Roman has been fed down our throats so much, and he it's obvious, like, he's another one that I would call the, a hood ornament of WWE, right? He's the John Cena, the guy, for the most part. He's been pulled back a little bit, but, you know, but nonetheless, he's the guy there in that company. Because of that, because he has oversaturated the main event picture for so long that this is what you do with him, actually. This is. You give this guy a ton of offense. You help get and build another superstar with, with having him be a little bit competitive here. Um, it works in this because also Roman is a baby face that can take it. As long as he doesn't lose here, he can take all that and help get that other guy over. Drew's a vicious, badass, mean son of a bee heel. You know what I mean? So... I'd be very careful of how much I make him slip on slip on that banana, proverbial banana peel, and get his and show his ass in certain matches. I'd be very careful when and who I chose to let that happen with. It would not be Cedric Alexander. Yeah, and uh, Roman made Buddy look like just a million bucks here. And when it's I say that, I'm not saying worker. like Buddy is not a good worker by no, any he's means. Fantastic, he's better in the ring than Roman is. But nonetheless, as far as it's what you always say, it's not just about being good in the ring. You got to have like that star power to you. Roman has that. Right, as far he as being a, over, yeah, and and set, he sold his ass off for Buddy. He made, he, he, I mean, he he made Buddy look like a million yeah. bucks. I was saying, I tweeted like Buddy should buy him a six pack or something after yes. after this. It was, it was the last spot before the commercial break in that match. But when Buddy Murphy off the steps of the apron did those double knees to Roman on the outside, yeah. Roman sold that like his nose had just been blown up. I mean, it, I mean, and that was just one case of Roman selling and uh, making money. He's a locker room leader, right? there. Yeah. corny because now all the young guys need, I hope, watch that match. and said, well, shoot, if this dude's selling his tail off for this guy who's never on our show, who the hell are we not to be doing the same thing? Yeah, and Matt, you always talk about maxima- maximizing your minutes, and, you know, Buddy has not been used in a match since the, the brands, you know, not the brands, but the, the draft or the, the superstar shakeup uh, back in April. Uh, his first match, uh, and you know, going out there looking like a million bucks, Roman helping him out in every way he, that he could. I thought this was a star-making performance for Buddy if they follow up properly. Now they, we'll get to the backstage segment later, but uh, I think you when you when you give uh, someone like Buddy Murphy this kind of momentum, you need to follow it up with him winning next week. You know, get him a victory over someone like a Rowan who people don't really care about. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, someone like that. I'm yet to see a bad. Buddy Murphy match. I'll be very honest. I'm yet to, to not see. I'm yet to see a match from him that I was. I'm not like holy. He this dude can go. I'm being serious. He's that good. I'm not. I, I've watched a few of his two hundred five live stuffs. 
Um, WrestleMania, his match at WrestleMania was insane. Uh, was it last year or this year? For this uh, I think it was this past year. No, 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 no. That was last year. That was, that was, was it the past year? It might have been this past year. It I was versus right. the abs. Um, yeah. In the chat, help us out, guys. Not, not, not Tony Nice, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice? That was it, right? The Nice. Yeah. It was him versus Nice, whatever the pay per view that was. He, I would, I argue that that was a top three match on that pay per view, and it was in the pre show. Yeah, no, buddy, Bur- buddy Murphy's awesome. Um, He's awesome. And his tights distract me a little bit with the the Incredible Hulk ripped, you know, tights a little, but. Uh, uh, he's he's I feel like he's got it otherwise, you know. He's got the look. And he looks like an athlete. Yeah. For me, look at that. And hopefully this and hopefully this performance it won't silence everybody, but hopefully the, anybody that still has the the BS of Roman can't work, hopefully they can just yeah. take that get that the f out of here because Shop it up there, you know what? Seriously. Right. Homeboy can work. Yeah. Yeah, that, if if they don't know that already then they're just hating for the the sake yes. of hating. Yes. Right. All right, so we get uh, we get a few backstages that just basically continue to promote uh, what's you know New Day and, and revival and such later on. Uh, nothing really of note there. Uh, next match we get Samoa Joe versus Kevin Owens, and they announce that once again Elias will be the outside uh, the ring special enforcer. Ultimately, it ends with Elias uh, breaking up what looked to be the uh, finishing uh, pinfall for Owens. Pulls this ref out, and this <laughs> he pulls the ref out, and the ref does a serious face pump on the outside. If any of you guys didn't catch that, go back and watch it. It's hard uh, to pull a ref out, by the way. It's not easy. The ref's got to help you a little bit. So, yes. yeah, yes. your homeboy's super strong. Yes. <laughs> and going face first to those those mats, it doesn't feel good. No. <laughs> window. Yeah. yeah. As, as, as a, as, as a, Bad guy manager on the Indies. I pulled many of the refs out, and Matt's right. The ref needs to do a little. He needs to do a little army crawl with you. It's hard. That, that ref just slipping. Looking super weak. That ref just slip and slide out. Yeah, that that was the thing that stuck in my mind most about that finish was that ref bump. <laughs> Poor guy. So the ref takes the bump. Elias jumps in. Uh, Joe rolls him up, and the fat. I mean, it, it was like one second of, of a three count. Uh, so um, Kevin Owens gets screwed out of a match here. So again, just building again to the inevitable Owens versus Shane. In what capacity? Yeah, we'll we'll have to wait and see. Um, Matt, you're a Samoa Joe fan. What'd you think of the match? Great for him. I thought he looked good. Yep. Yeah. yeah, Samoa Joe, you know, he hasn't, I mean, I guess a win is a win. He hasn't gotten many wins on TV yep. this year. So, um, you know, I like, I'm hoping that they're going somewhere with Samoa Joe and Roman being a tag team, not, not a, uh, an official tag team, but uh, being a tag team at the upcoming pay-per-view against, you know, uh, whoever hmm. the attacker is. Um, what, why? What makes it happen? Well, because, you know, Samoa Joe, you know, was checking on Roman after the car accident. Later, Roman, uh, Roman tweeted how, uh, some, you know, he tweeted some complimentary stuff about Samoa Joe. that Joe's the guy that did it? No, no. I think, I, I think that Joe's going to be his ally. I he could be the guy that did it. Well, Joe couldn't have been the one driving the car because Joe oh, right. was standing right there. Right, unless he paid he someone. He could have hired somebody, yeah. I mean, but what about the week before? The, oh, yeah, duh. Yeah, that's true. No. All right. Well, speaking of that, uh, we get uh, Brian, uh, Dana Bryan, and Eric Rowan. They they do much of what Roman Reigns did the week before. They go into the locker room. They tell everybody to clear out except for Betty, Buddy Murphy, uh, and they proceed to just interrogate him and, and say, "Tell tell us you lied. Tell us you lied." Uh, they start just beating the hell out of him, and eventually, after you know being beat down, Buddy Murphy screams, "I did lie!" 
And so that's where we end that segment here. So the big question, uh, I guess, that we have, we, we, we teased earlier, you know, Buddy Murphy gets the, the, the match of his WWE career so far, at least from, from uh, a, a prestige standpoint against Roman Reigns. Do, did this baby face Buddy Murphy or did this bury Buddy Murphy? Not buried. It hurt him, though. It hurts him a little. It definitely hurts him. He got punked. He got totally deboed. But he's outnumbered. It's not like he got punked just by Dan O'Brien. He's outnumbered. Blurred out at the end, I thought. He looked really, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, if they were giving him a serious push, they're not going to do that to him. You know, they're not going to do that to a Seth. They're not going to have them get their shit kicked out of him and then say they lied. You well, know? again, it's not like it's not like he it's not like he he got outnumbered and he tried to stand his ground. You know, he I mean, they were in his face. He tried, but then he just gets his his ass kicked by two guys that yeah. are obviously manipulating him. And yeah, but they treated. I mean, he was beaten down like a scrub. Like he got no offense in. You know, he well, was just a, t- tossed around like nothing. Now. You know, again, to your point, I think you have him beat Rowan next week, and it makes up for it. But yeah, I, I yeah. felt like after the match that he just had, this kind of brought it down a little. It, it, it kind of yeah. curved the momentum a little bit. Here's what I liked about it: is in that performance against Roman Reigns, like it's, it's obvious. You know, I think they've established they've given us Buddy Murphy to not do it. He's not the person behind the attack, mm-hmm. right? So you know, he has a, he has the best match, best showing against Roman Reigns. And then he, and then this to me puts some sympathy on him that he gets bullied and shoved around by these by these two by these two guys. So to me, after the performance he had, people want to cheer him and say, "Oh, this Buddy Murphy guy is legit." So th- so this this backstage kind of kumbayas it and says, "Okay, now I have more reason to want to cheer for this guy." This yeah. guy got wrong. You know, to me, it works. He's, yes, if he's going to be a babyface, yes, he's not going to be a babyface though. And you still don't have him admitting to lying. I think you still have him denying it and then get beaten down. Um, but he but he admitted it because he needed the attack to stop. He was getting beat up by two guys. He needed he just said it just to get him to stop. Probably I think that's what we're going to find out. But in wrestling, that's a wuss move. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> All right, you know, well, to, to, to lie to to stop a beating. It's it's just. All right. Well, know. next time Eric Rowan and Daniel Bryan start kicking your ass in your house, we'll see if you'll lie. That's not wrestling. Of what's badassness, and, and right, you know, like in John Wayne movie, he's not gonna, he's not gonna start lying to stop getting his ass kicked. Or Rocky, he movie. is representing his own age demographic with that reference, folks. I have nothing to do with it. Who me? I've actually never seen a John Wayne movie. I should have just stuck with the Rocky reference. But. <laughs> Raj references everything to uh, late eighties wrestling and 19, 1970s John Wayne, movies. right? <laughs> Late eighties wrestling is the it, it's easy. Yeah, everybody gets it. Hulk Hogan would have never done that. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it really is. It's such an easy analogy always to use. Yeah, so we'll see where they go with Buddy. I, again, I just I've seen so many times where you see someone start to get momentum and it's just stifled the next week. Like I could easily see them have Rowan squash Buddy next week. Oh no, oh, that would be terrible. Uh, I know it would be terrible, but I could easily see WWE doing that. You're not doing anything with Rowan. I know. <laughs> but, you know, when Vince sees Rowan next to Buddy Murphy, you know, Vince is one of those guys. Height is more important than physique. You know, he'll. he'll yes. If, yeah, you're right. if someone's a tall you're monster, right. even though they're not jacked. It somehow equates to. It doesn't make sense, really. It doesn't make sense. And it's wild because once upon a time, Eric Rowan was the weak link out of the Wyatt family. He was the least experienced, least talented. You know, and now here he is. I mean, obviously Wyatt's got his own thing going on, but here he is now focal point of the top scorer, the top guy. That's a great look. Oh, he has a great look. Yeah, absolutely. He He stands out. He does. 
All right, so we go uh, to the main event match. It's supposed to be Big E and Xavier versus The Revival, uh, but The New Day comes out, and then Randy Orton comes out. They pick up more with Randy Orton and Kofi Kingston, Smack Talk, Randy, uh, talking about how he, you know, was talking about how pulling the family card, you know, Kofi's wife and kids were there watching and, you know, make it personal. Uh, And basically they turn into a six-man tag that Kofi's going to uh, join his New Day brothers. Randy's going to join The Revival. We get a six-way tag, a six-man tag. Uh, Teddy Long style, uh, guys. What do you think of this? I mean, this you know, uh, it, revival with Randy. I thought you know, it's uh, it's it, it's weird. I, not that I'm advocating. I'm glad you said that. Not that I'm advocating for Randy Orton to be in a faction again, but there's something very appropriate about Randy, who's old school, mm-hmm. with with the revival, who is as old school as fanny packs and Ribera jackets. So yeah. I, there was something that worked with this. You can see those three sitting there watching like Young Bucks matches and uh, yeah. other people's matches and just like laughing, dying laughing at it. Like these freaking kids don't get it. These kids don't get. It. You know what I mean? It makes sense. Yeah, I mean, if you had uh, someone else with them, Randy Orton, the Revival, and someone else, uh, I could see that being a cool, cool little faction. Well, just Randy Re- Orton, the Revival, is not quite enough. What about what's his name? We just said him earlier, Murphy. Murphy. Is that enough? No, he's no. not someone I see Vince really pushing at that. It, We're not have talking to... about that. We're talking about what would be a cool fit. What would be cool? Yeah, so I'm, I'm trying to think of someone like a Batista, like a young Batista. That's oh, like kind of a. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Buddy, Buddy Murphy to me screams new millennial wrestler. He doesn't scream uh, old school Randy Orton revival. He seems like he, yeah, he'd be like the X Pac and the. He doesn't need to be the muscle, but EC three, a young, he's like a younger looking Randy Orton. Yes. Randy Orton's like six six ps. Yeah, yeah. He's very He's tall. a big guy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, Revival and Orton do get the, the win, technically, and then there's a big big melee after the fact. Finishers being hit, ultimately, uh, RKO on to Kofi Kingston. So, uh, again, it's, and we, we knew this after the end of SummerSlam, obviously, Kofi and Randy not done, uh, presumably going to have a match of Clash of Champions. It would be appropriate, right, to have some kind of a stipulation or something as, mm-hmm. uh, as this seems to be heightened. So uh, stay tuned, folks. And then we go backstage to finish it off. Uh, Brian and Rowan in their locker room. Roman Reigns has found them, uh, approaches them, and basically Brian and Rowan say, it wasn't us. You, you saw Buddy Murphy admitted he lied, and, but, but Brian and Rowan end the show with the hook of, we know who the culprit is. We've done our own investigation. We'll reveal it next Tuesday. So, dun-dun-dun. Uh, Tune in what, next Tuesday. What do you think about them saying they did their own investigation? <laughs> <laughs> Everything DB says I think is hilarious. Yeah, he's great. And, and, I, and again, I like this kind of stuff. I like the the cliffhanger, the having to tune in. Yeah. A lot of this is so cheesy with how it's been executed, but I still, I it's still wait. more interesting than most of the other stuff that's. You on gotta wait till next week to find something. No, no, I'm cool with that. Exactly. Like that. Yeah, same here. I, I so. don't want I don't want to give all the credit to Eric Bischoff, but I will say this. Listen, this is an honest um, yeah. recollection. I remember no, you know, when I was when I was starting to be able to notice the stuff. I noticed it obviously with WCW was really good with it with Nitro. And then even when Eric came and got involved with WWE the first go-around in the early 2000s, there, there is, and again, maybe this is a coincidence, but there, with Eric involved, there's usually always a very strong emphasis on always giving you something, always some hook for next week on a major storyline. You didn't want to come back. Ne- yeah, right. Never giving everything away. There's always just a little bit more. Yeah. And I noticed it for a lot of years in Nitro, and I even noticed it when he became Nitro. Yeah. yeah, and I, I don't think it's a coincidence that he's always involved when that happens. So I, I think, I, I mean, I got to think maybe he's that's something to, to credit to him. Is about the talent when he was there the first time. He didn't say anything, right? At all, he didn't. Was it strictly yeah, talent? Okay, less than Zilch. 
Okay. This is the first time he's had any uh, any pull, okay. but on his I, podcast, I didn't see that. Yeah, but on his podcast, he would talk all the time. He he had this initials. Uh, it was something like uh, storyline, action, um, and suspense, and something else. But suspense was one of the big ones, and and you're seeing that right now. And I and again, I I really like that. I also sure. liked Orton his beatdown of the New Day at the end, just giving them all RKOs and really uh, heating them up. Uh, yeah, unleashing. Yeah. All right, so that was SmackDown for August 13th. Um, and, of course, they did promote, by the way. We should just, you know, shout it out. I know we, we think we mentioned it last night, but they announced tickets go on sale this Friday for the big 20th anniversary SmackDown show that will be uh, in at the start of October. That is the first show on Fox from the Staples Center in L.A. So uh, yeah, it, this is this, this our SmackDown reviews are going to get real interesting as we go through the fall here as, um, as we get closer to that. So that's it for SmackDown. Uh, Raj, do we have some news? Uh, yeah, do you want to run through it? Let me pull up the raw. I'll, I'll go through the raw viewership if you have the the rest. But raw this past week did 2.729 million viewers, up 10. percent It was the second best mm-hmm. uh, best number since the post WrestleMania uh, raw. So uh, I, I, uh, the second best after Raw reunion. So a really good number for uh, the post SummerSlam show. Um, it was only down. Like three percent from last year, although it was down about twelve percent from last year's post SummerSlam episode. Uh, but still, for what it's been doing, uh, I'd have to take that as a good number. the 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 number dropped. I think it was like five percent from hour one to hour three. Um, and that's one thing since Heyman has joined on, and they've had shorter matches, and and it's been a lot faster paced show is that the third hour has either gone up, which never happened before, or the drop has been like single digits percentage-wise. And um, before that, it was like a 20%, 25% drop from hour one to hour three. So uh, the stuff that Heyman's doing to keep people hooked onto the show and, and no longer treating the third hour like it's a throwaway has been uh, mm-hmm. working. And this might be an unpopular opinion to the audience that's watching this show, but obviously it's working to the masses. I think shorter matches on. I think shorter matches are better. Yeah. You know, save the longer stuff for pay per views. But I mean, I mean, I'm a wrestling fan. I've been a wrestling fan for you know almost thirty years. I appreciate guys who can work. But I'll be honest, week to week for Raw and SmackDown, I don't want to see matches that go three segments. I just don't. Yeah, you want to see characters don't. and storylines that build yeah. those matches, not just uh, you know, random matches that are long for the sake of being long that have no stakes, and then they end up in a DQ or something. That's anyway. one of the things I'm most looking forward to, or most interested to see what AEW does when they have weekly TV. Is how they structure their format. Will will they go to commercial in between matches? Will like how long will their average match be? That's I, like I'm really interested to see how they they tame that. They Hopefully. seem like they'll have longer matches at least in the beginning, for for sure. <clears throat> Uh, well, we well speaking of that, actually, with AEW, uh, one of the uh, stories we have on Wrestling Inc. that was real popular today, uh, check out, is um, AEW has announced that John Moxley versus Sean Spears uh, will be uh, on the second episode of AEW's Weekly TV on, on Wednesday, October 9th. That's the one that's coming from Boston. Uh, so uh, those tickets uh, go on sale this Friday as well, also Friday, uh, so a big day for wrestling tickets. So uh, Moxley versus Sean Spears already, already being advertised for show number two, so I... Guys, this looks pretty good. I mean, obviously, there's all kinds of fanfare yeah. around episode one, but you got to give people reasons to t- keep tuning in. And also, episode three, Young Bucks versus Private Party. Yeah, yeah. So three. I like how they're rolling them out like this a little bit, and, and they're doing it through different media platforms to do it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I I like this. I, I do. 
um, some of these matches now one can argue is that really enough to draw me? You know what? It's like you guys argued when I said, why are they announcing Cody versus well, who's he again? Sammy Guevara. Okay, Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara was really good in the ring, obviously. But I remember going, that's who you're announcing for your first show on television? That's what's going to drop people? Now I realize what it is. They're just going to continue to layer you know, stuff out there as far as what matches are going to be available on each episode. Um, just as something. They're not saying, hey, this is the end-all, be-all. This is why you need to watch the episode alone. Because that's the kind of advertising we're used to with pro wrestling is they give what the main event for that show is generally going to be to hook us to make sure we're there to watch it. I don't know if that's a successful strategy or not. Raj, you've been making a lot of 90s references. Pop quiz. Do you remember the very first match on the very first Nitro? Pillman. We, that's why I like the, yeah, Pillman versus Liger. Yeah, Pillman versus Liger. Jeez, Matt. <laughs> what a basic question. Raj knows that in a sleep. <laughs> I, I wasn't, I just, just, just testing the so, man. So that's the analogy, but that's the example I used as to, okay, maybe that's why they're now, that's why Cody's getting the first match. He knows how important that's going to be. Yeah. In this lineage one day. Yeah, I mean, I remember uh, Yokozuna versus Coco Beware on the first Raw. That was the first match. I did not know that. Yeah. Do you remember what the first main event was? Yeah. Undertaker and uh, Damian Demento. Damian Demento, there we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, people remember the the first, and that's uh, it's going to be a big deal. I, I do. I got to ask you guys this. Um, so also for the first episode, they got Jericho and uh, Mystery Tag Team against the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, so... I it'd be so that, it'd be so fitting if it was a revival, by the way. I, I think they're probably still in a contract at that point, but it'd be great if it was them. They pull a little Lex, Lex Luger, right? Right. <laughs> um, yeah, I think LAX has been the rumor. I just don't feel like that's a big enough name, especially this. Country. I think they're really. Them, no offense to the, those boys, you know, but that ain't the real LAX. Yeah, and if it is. If it is the LAX, is is AEW a little too? Is it is it mainstream enough with what what they've got? Well, with LAX Hernandez in Homicide. All right. Yes. Yeah. Hernandez in Homicide with Conan. With uh, Conan. Yeah. All right. Keeping on with the news. Uh, talking about matches. Uh, Clash of the Champions. The next WWE pay per view. And we you know we talked did those boys. I'm getting old. <laughs> God dang, guys. Old Dan Morgan. I remember <laughs> the wrestlers as. Oh my God, I'm getting old. Because they, they're like kids to me, but I'm pretty. pretty one of you guys are telling me how to show Matt. Like the guy's like 37. What are you doing? At least, at least Jericho's there for us. <laughs> <laughs> how old are the two new LAX kids? I did it, it again. God, I think they're in their twenty. They're in their twenties. Okay, um, so I, okay, there you go. Yeah. All right, well, uh, talking about Clash of the Champions, we, we talked a little bit a lot about it last night at the end of Raw, and uh, Dave Meltzer, uh, the Wrestling Observer, saying that the plan is, in fact, for Clash of the Champions to be Seth Rollins defending his uh, universal title against Braun Strowman. So, I mean, Ooh. how many times can Strowman strike out a title? title? Yeah. yeah, I agree. It reminds me of when they'd always put, you know, me and Justin were talking a little bit about this before we went on the air, but back in the day when how they always put Undertaker in the world title match when they didn't have, uh, you know, the right guy just to just to kind of fill the card. But Strowman has been, he just hasn't been booked well over the past year. Right, um, big difference. Undertaker goes on and defeats his tree for like freaking 15 months after but, he loses the world title match. But, right, Ra- yeah. but Raj, even saying that, and, and like Strowman's been off and on on TV. I mean, we talked about last night. He got a huge pop last night. People, it they, they want him. Booking. It's only for so long you can get that. I'm telling you. 
Yeah, he's not as over as he was a year ago, you know, with the crowd where they would just, you know, jump on their feet when he'd come out. They, he still gets a big pop. And, you know, this week they were in Toronto. Um, the, the atmosphere is a little different. It's kind of like a New York crowd. But, you know, you hear Strowman. I mean, granted, he still gets one of the best reactions on the show, but it's not where he was a year and a half ago or two years ago. Um, and now that he's re-signed, I, I just don't – I just think him not winning the title, him going against Seth Rollins and not winning the title – hurts him even if he doesn't lose uh, just because he has been given so many uh, gotten so many chances at the title and he's yet to win it maybe you know but then again maybe have a Strowman win it for now and, and have yeah, Rollins chase well, that's what I mean I mean I, again I, I don't want to sound like I'm hating on Seth Rollins but I questioned this last night what was the point of duplicating what happened to Mania why is Seth the champion again yeah like uh, give it give Strowman give it to Strowman I think with now with WWE going to Fox, they really want a top baby face on SmackDown, which is Roman, and a top baby face on Raw, which they see as Rollins. And it so, should be Braun. I, we, we've been saying this for years. I agree. But I think it's the way they've been positioning it. They see Seth as that guy. But I agree. I think Braun is... He's that freak of nature. Anyone that sees him, you just can't you know stop. You can't help yourself but look at him. And he's, he's entertaining. Due. And he's due. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. been over forever. Um, and he can go with the right opponent. Yeah. Yeah. We start with Lashley. All right. Well, you know, speaking of, you know, who's going to be fighting for champions and what have you. So the King of the Ring is starting next week. This is our final story we have here on Wrestling Inc. King of the Ring starts next week. It definitely is going to be taking place over a period of time. It won't just be a one-night only thing. Uh, eight superstars. Uh, from Raw, eight from SmackDown. Uh, Dave Meltzer reporting. Uh, now, mind you, this is Dave reporting. This WWE has not made um, the only ones I think they've officially said was Drew and Cedric. Uh, Raj, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, but the speculation is that this is going to run for a couple weeks, probably culminating at Clash of the Champions. Uh, Dave reporting that the 16 superstars will be for the red brand of Raw will be Baron Corbin, Cesaro, Cedric Alexander, Drew McIntyre, Ricochet, and Sami Zayn. Uh, Samoa Joe and The Miz, and then the SmackDown will have Ali, Andrade, Apollo Crews, Buddy Murphy, Chad Gable, Elias, Kevin Owens, and whoa, Shelton Benjamin. Where's Chad so, Gable come into this? Yeah, there's a couple wild cards in that. So, I mean, obviously we don't know what the brackets look like, so we can't actually, until we see the brackets, we can't fully True. predict who makes it to the finals. Just based upon star power and positioning, just my prediction, I'll toss it out there, I would think you would end with like a Ricochet versus Drew McIntyre, but that would be both Raw guys, and I got to think they're going to try to have a Raw versus SmackDown guy. I don't know, but I think one of those two will win, and then whoever it is, they don't make it to the final. I can see it being Drew versus Ali and Drew winning it and taking it all. Uh, Yeah, so WWE did. They were the ones that released the names today. Uh, All of them. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. WWE released the names today, but. it, well, yeah, the, the Observer did report that the finals would take place at Clash of Champions. But, um, yeah, it's uh, it's cool. It's cool that they brought it back. I, you know, I, it would cool be cool they brought it back to use it for the right talent yeah. that needs it. Exactly. Drew or Ricochet. And, and just go ahead and do what they've always should have done with King of the Ring. Just go ahead and say, whoever becomes King of the Ring is going to be, is gonna have a guaranteed title shot. 
That's what, yeah, that's what they used to have back in the day. I remember Mabel and, and, and a few other guys that they got title shots out of it. And, and you could easily do it. You got enough pay-per-views to fill that it doesn't have to be a title shot at Survivor Series or something, but you could do it at, you know, one of your B shows at Hell in the Cell. Um, yeah. One thing I am surprised about it, I mean, not necessarily surprised, but I mean, it makes sense to uh, conclude it at a pay-per-view at Clash of the Champions. But the week prior, the go-home TV to Clash of the Champions, I think I have the dates right here, Raj, is WWE is going back to Madison Square Garden. They have not done TV at MSG for a long time because MSG, the cost to do TV there is is bananas compared to what it is to do it at Barclays. But they're going back to MSG, and this is, of course, after you know New Japan and Ring of Honor and such are going in there. So I kind of thought maybe... I kind of thought maybe they would try to do something like culminated at MSG because the ticket sales for MSG for Raw and SmackDown are not as strong as MSG sales used to be. Yeah, and the ticket sales. So one one thing we uh, we talked about last night, the, the ticket sales for this weekend, SmackDown was not that great tonight. Uh, Raw and SmackDown were not sold out. Uh, there were a lot of tickets on the secondary market, um, and same for NXT. But um, yeah, MSG it, the price, the ticket price was really high. The ticket sales were soft and. I just don't know if King of the Ring is enough of a draw to change any of that. All right. Well, we'll, uh, we'll have to see. I mean, again, I think I think the draw for the King of the Ring is going to come down to what does it mean? Do you just get a crown and a scepter, or do you actually get a number one contendership? Do you get something uh, that yeah. matters? So, I mean, WWE, is, they're canceling house shows all over the place right now. Um, they, can't, they got five events coming up that are canceled uh, this month. So um, it just the, the stars right now are not, you know, the, the booking and everything. It's just not drawing people to the arenas. Uh, but real quick, a couple things uh, that came up later in the day. Roman Reigns has signed a new WWE contract, a new multi-year deal. Uh, no surprise there. So uh, he's going to be sticking around for a long time. And um, Santana Garrett, WWE has signed Santana Garrett to a development deal. So uh, She's oh, been around for a while. About time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she's and she's great. You know, she's really good. She's got a cool. You know, she's good in the ring. Got a great look. Uh, she was in Impact Wrestling for a while as Brittany, I believe, was her name in Impact. So, um, yeah, it should be. Uh, I think it's a good signing. It is. I think the depth of women's wrestling is probably the best has ever been. If you look across, oh for the, sure, the indie. Um, I mean, over the country, it is. Uh, yeah, the world. Yeah, the world. Yeah, and, and WWE has been aggressive with signing the women too. I mean, you compare AEW's women, you know, women's division to WWE's, and WWE not even close. It's not, not even close. All right. Well, that's gonna be another one in the books here. Just under an hour. Uh, lots of uh, good SmackDown talk, and of course, some news bits again. Wrestling Inc. Your place to be every single day, and podcasts and content every single day. Obviously, we have the uh, post SummerSlam, post Raw, post SmackDown. We have the Winkley during the afternoons, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. I'll be joining Nick Hausman tomorrow and Thursday. Uh, Raj, I think you guys are doing, you and Nick are doing video on Fridays. I mean, like, there's literally something every single day uh, if you want to subscribe to the uh, the, the Wrestling Inc. channel. So make sure you do so. Absolutely. Yeah, the, the, the Winkley TV is on uh, hiatus right now, but it'll be back, I believe, next week. Okay. But, yeah, definitely keep checking out the site and uh, and follow follow these guys on Twitter as well as myself. And Matt, I, I've gotten tweets. People think that you hate me. That we have a feud going. They don't tell you that because they I do. I didn't see none of that. They do. Read. <laughs> you really? and I, you and I, got a beef. They think that you're very annoyed. You want Glenn back very badly. Like literally, that's what they wrote. 
Yes. We, you and I, we, I don't know. I'm not making shit up. I'm telling you this. All right. Self-confession. That was me. I wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> Mystery solved. We have the culprit. I've known Justin way before we even done these shows together. So, so yeah, I, I, yeah, I met you like 10 years ago. Yeah. You're just not a Limp Biscuit fan, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Raj. What do you want to put over? Go ahead and promote. Uh, just keep checking out the site. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a supremely crazy busy week, so just keep checking it out. Matt? Nada. Come on. Pander. <laughs> Pander. Nope. Just here for the free drinks. <laughs> yeah, by the way, I'm going to laugh if Ezekiel Elliott does not play for the Cowboys this year. As a Redskins fan, I'm going to laugh if that's going to happen. And Dak Prescott if they don't come and to terms. And Dak. We're going to jump off a building if we don't get him. <laughs> Have fun with Alfred Morris. All right, I'm Justin Labar at Justin Labar. Uh, like I said, join me and Nick tomorrow, Wednesday and Thursday afternoon for the Winkley. A lot of good, fun stuff. And uh, just follow Wrestling Inc. day to day, hour to hour, all kinds of new content coming out. Uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you very much. Leave a nice comment. We enjoy it and we will talk about it. <laughs>